When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Hey everybody, it's Matthew Collar here. We're talking Vikings football five days a week on Purple Daily, available on Apple, Spotify, and the Score North app, or wherever you find your podcasts. And look, if you're tight on time right now and you can only listen to one segment from today's show, here it is. All right, we are back here on Purple Daily, and uh, Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. You want to hang on a second, Mike? I'm uh, completing a draft simulation. PFF has a new draft simulator. Why don't you talk about that while I continue to draft sim? Yeah, hopefully it works. We had too many people on it this morning when we released it, and it got a little bogged down. But, yeah, it's been something in the works that actually, don't uh, don't let the secret out, but it's for our analytics team to better sort of predict uh, what's going to actually happen in the draft using kind of the wisdom of the crowds approach to get uh, just some better draft content and better uh, draft ideas for you guys. Well, that is very interesting. Yeah, I tried to log on early this morning, and it did not work. So I'm using a, a separate website at the moment, uh, but I will circle back. Uh, it, it's good to have something shut down because there's so much interest in it, I suppose. And, uh, Mike, I, I got to say, your this year PFF, your draft guide has taken it to a completely different level and is just downright ridiculous, and I worry about you. Like, there's, <laughs> there, there, there's so much detail in this. The thing is fantastic. And I wonder, as you were putting it in there and you have more data that's ever existed, you have where everybody lined up. I used this in an article about Antoine Winfield Jr., all the different places that he lined up. Was there something, as you were pouring through more data to include in this, that really stuck out as, I don't know, a a trend? Or you went, huh, well, that might be more valuable than we thought it was before. That's an interesting question. I think... Uh, man, that was really tough. Uh, I, I think that the trends that I kind of have seen is more towards these, uh, receiving backs and, and trying to get guys involved in the receiving game. And in years past, you'd have guys like Devin Singletary or others who just never got targeted in their respective offenses. And I think now guys, if they know they're going to be top running backs, and I think that was even Jonathan Taylor at Wisconsin last year. They start to get featured in these college passing games. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire goes from like 15 targets to 66 targets this past year. So uh, I do think that that was one of the biggest things this past in this year compared to previous years uh, is just you got to see guys and how they looked as receivers. Whereas you know, like I said, Devin Singletary, I think Sony Michelle, Nick Chubb, these guys weren't even weren't even thrown to sometimes. So uh, that. If, just off the top of my head, it was one that really came to mind. 
So how does that in your mind, because I think this applies to some extent to the Delvin Cook potential contract extension, how does that change the value of a running back when they play a big role in receiving out of the backfield? Because it is a lot of short passes, it is a lot of screens, but I do think that history tells us that there's a skill to that. Uh, It's not just, hey, throw anybody out there and just throw them screens, because Adrian Peterson wasn't exactly great when it came to throwing him screen passes and and things like that out of the backfield. Does that change your feelings? Feeling on a player because you know the don't draft running backs thing is big and don't pay running backs is, is big. But when I looked at Delvin Cook's impact on the passing game last year, I thought if he's going to make an argument for a contract extension, it probably exists there more than anywhere else because he was exceptional at it. Yeah, I think it's just something you have to do. It has to be. It's a value add in today's NFL, and it's really where the biggest value is is separating yourself in the passing game, being able to not be limited. In that regard, like if your offense coordinator wants to scheme up something for the running back, not having to take you off the field so that someone else can execute it. So I think that that uh, really is, you know, all the data PFF points to the receiving game being, you know, where running backs can really separate themselves. And like I said, getting these guys a bunch of targets, you got to see who really has the route running chaps, who really can add and really can do that and who, Mm, might not have more than just you know throw him a swing swing screen and that's about all he's going to be able to do right uh yeah that that'll be an interesting factor in how it works out for the vikings and then there's another world where and this is just what's interesting about running back value mike is um there's another world where you would consider if you're the vikings trading delvin cook and drafting another running back in the third because whoever you draft in the third is going to be a really damn good running back because none of them are being taken in the first, or maybe there's one every year who's taken in the first. So you end up in the third round getting the fourth best player. I think that there's a math formula that makes that a good idea. Yeah, I mean, we're proponents of that. I think you want to take a chance on a running back pretty much every year with how often they get injured and how like how, how many come out. There's still a crapshoot at the position. Like it, You still don't know, even though like a lot of the top guys end up producing the most because they get the most chances. You really don't know who these guys are coming out of colleges. So I do think that third round, fourth round is where you find, you know, the value at the running back position and probably where I start to get on board with drafting running backs if I ever ran an NFL team. Okay, Mike, I have my uh, draft sim completed now. I can stop dragging my feet. Here's what I came away with. You just give me a grade. Tell me how you think I did. I got Jeff Gladney out of TCU with the 22nd pick for the Vikings. Uh, LaVisca Chenault Jr., I think is how you pronounce his name, 25th. At 58, uh, Jalon Johnson, the corner from Utah. And then I draft in the third round two interior linemen, uh, Cesar Ruiz and Natani Muti. I'm not sure on the, exp- uh, on the uh, pronunciation on that one, but how did I do? Knocked it out the park. All now, right. Jeff Gladney and Jalen Johnson are my two favorite fits for the Vikings at the cornerback position because of uh, basically what Mike Zimmer likes to run defensively and what they've already shown to be capable of doing at TCU and Utah, respectively. Gladney played a ton of quarters, a ton of like split field coverages there at TCU under Gary Patterson. That's what Zimmer runs. That's his MO is those split safety looks. So he's already adept at the coverages he'd be asked to run there in the first round. LaVisca, I think he's a top-20 player when healthy in this class. Now, health is the biggest issue. He had surgery after the combine on his groin, so I worry about that. But I think he is a weapon and adds some speed to the Vikings that they desperately need uh, now that they lost Stefan Diggs. 
And then those interior alignment. You got the two of the top three on my board there. Wow. Tanya Muti is my favorite. Crush I think he's thing. a massive, massive upgrade. Would be a massive, massive upgrade over, uh, gosh, the left guard from Ohio State, whose name is blanking me at the moment, that it they really matter. need to replace at this point. <laughs> yeah, that they really need it's, to replace at this point. It's Pat Elfline. Yeah. yeah, Elfline. There we go. Cesar Ruiz, I don't think he's even 21 years old yet. This guy's young, coming out, really productive at Michigan, can play any interior spot. So I think you just solve their interior line issues as well. We're all set. Yeah, you're welcome, Vikings. And uh, if it falls this way, I think people would be very pleased, especially Mike Zimmer, to get his two corners. And I just, I think, Mike, with this, they have so many needs that the way every board falls and every draft sim and every mock draft is that they could go a number of different ways. So my question is, how do you figure out in your mind uh, what fits are? They always talk about, well, it's got to be a scheme fit. It's got to be this or, or that for the right situation for each player. And that's one of the toughest things for me because I look at your data. I read what other people write, but not breaking down every play of Jeff Gladney. I think it's harder for me to figure out, okay, is this guy going to fit with certain kind of defenses? So how do you do that for when you're putting together mocks every single team? Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it really is. You have to really watch the tape and know these teams scheme and how they like to you know play their defensive back some of it you can glean through i mean just looking at our data we have press numbers how often teams press how often they're off what coverages they run and like i said uh, i mean zimmer's scheme has been kind of more or less like his he has what he likes to run the split field safety stuff cover four uh lets the safeties really play downhill and that sort of thing and then guys kind of play off for the most part on the outside uh, and again, that's what Gladney ran. TCU Gary Patterson is very similar sort of defensive. That like he has very similar defensive principles at TCU and what he's ran over the course of his sort of tenure there to what Zimmer runs and, and what they like to do with the split field looks. You know, a ton of quarters, so a ton of off coverage from Gladney and his grades in press versus off much much better and off. And an undersized guy, you really don't want him trying to press. He got physically manhandled when asked to do that. So I think. Like all those things sort of factored in, make make him a good fit for the Vikings. So yesterday on the show, talking with Mike Renner of Pro Football Focus, uh, yesterday on the show I introduced draft nihilism to everyone, uh, which is none of this matters and it's all really random and whether you screw it up or not if you're a general manager. And this comes from them complaining about the draft going off when it's going off. But how do you weigh the odds? So you guys look at all these analytics and everything else and you study the tape closely and you write your massive, uh, you know, your massive draft report and everything else. But if you are, say, a good team versus a bad team, your odds are still going to be somewhat similar just based on you all have scouts, you all know who basically the top players are. But how can you give yourself percentage points, better chances to make the right draft pick? I think that's what we do at PFF and what we're looking for is kind of, not say, eliminating outliers that, you know, if they did succeed, it would be, surprising guys who grade extremely low in college who just aren't productive they do turn out well in the nfl that'd be surprising at certain positions we found it guys who are you know extremely on the low end for athleticism or size or some certain trait for the position having them succeed in the nfl would be an outlier so just kind of not taking the chances on those outliers i think is what gives you a better you know, not taking that poor athlete in the first round, despite maybe as good tape, the Jarvis Joneses of the world. Don't take that chance. Uh, even if you love his production and love his tape, just wait on the guy like that. I, I think is the biggest thing 
we've learned or we see here at PFF and how we kind of construct our draft board. And then the second biggest thing is, besides outliers, is don't take outlier value positions. Don't take the positions that aren't going to impact you for winning football games. Like George always says, uh, George Hurry here at PFF says, you're trying to draft to win a Super Bowl and not to get the rookie of the year. You can draft Saquon Barkley. He can win rookie of the year. You can still have a terrible football team. (laughs) So don't draft the positions like center, unfortunately, for the Vikings that aren't going to really move the needle even if the guy does hit. Well, And that's something that I talked about a little bit yesterday, too. It came up on the show, just looking back at last year's draft. And this is something that I was curious of your opinion on, uh, because the Vikings could have gotten a future left tackle in Andre Dillard. We'll see how he turns out. We still don't know yet. Uh, A.J. Brown, Marquise Brown, receivers, they could have replaced Stephon Diggs. And by this time last year, they knew Diggs was not happy. So you might have had some foresight there and said, these are positions we don't have to replace right now, but might have to replace later. And that's one of the things that I think, Mike, can get a team in a position where they make mistakes is if they're trying to, as our friend Sage Rosenfeld says, CYA, which is save your ass, or SYA, save your ass. Uh, but if you're trying to save save your job with drafting for this year, that's where I, I think you get yourself in a lot of trouble unless you're taking one of the absolute top players at the draft and then you expect them to step in right away. And that's the difficult thing as an outsider to say, hey, you know, make the best decision long term, whatever, when we're not the ones who are going to lose our jobs, if, right. you know, if they don't win 10 games this year. We're not the ones who are hanging in the balance here. So these guys do have to balance that sort of pressure, that exterior pressure to win now, to turn it around right away and not go through, uh, you know, not miss the playoffs again. So it's difficult uh, to, like, I can't, I'll obviously criticize because that's my job. But I, I won't be able to know what that's like to feel that pressure to, right. like I said, win right now. Yeah, and I think that was the mistake that they made last year. And I like Garrett Bradbury still as future prospects going down the road. But if you expected him to come right in and stop Kenny Clark right away, well, <laughs> then you made a mistake. And, and in terms of the draft value, like you said, center is just not, unless the guy is a generational talent at center, uh, picking him at 18 is not really a, a good value pick. Uh, so, Mike, I, I'm, I'm curious about what's been happening recently with the conversation about Tua and Justin Herbert. Because last time I checked, they haven't played any games in quite a while. And yet, the draft stock of these guys keeps fluctuating every other day. So, uh, how do, why is this happening? And where do you think it plays out with Tua and Herbert? And are there smoke screens, Mike? I mean, I think that's your final question right there is why it keeps fluctuating every day. It's because you're getting these smoke screens. Smoke you're getting posturing. You're Level. getting teams trying to, you know, feeding a reporter some info to try to see what's fighting out there. But I do, at the end of the day, truly believe that it's going to be a bidding war between the Dolphins and the Los Angeles Chargers for Tua Tagovailoa. If he's healthy, you know, you pass all the medicals before the draft in these upcoming weeks. You're going to get a bidding war for him, and then I might—I wouldn't even be surprised if Herbert, if the Chargers, so Chargers don't win, don't pick Herbert. Dolphins don't win, don't pick Herbert. I wouldn't be surprised if he just slips out of that top ten mm-hmm. entirely, because every sort of, you know, sort of like the independent evaluations of his game, objectively, besides the arm strength, is not good. Like yeah. anyone yep. that watched the tape, you can tell, and then. Uh, like the whole personality thing about being, is he a leader or not for Oregon, sort of coming up small in big games. I just don't think NFL teams are going to really, when they get this guy you know, in their room, they're going to fall in love with him the way they'd fall in love with 
Tua, the way they'd fall in love with the Jalen Hurts. So I do think that that's what ends up happening at the end of the day. Uh, and kind of the whole, all the Herbert pumping up is all a bunch of smoke at this point. Yeah, I think faster Ryan Mallett is the way that I might describe him. Um, but, you know, yeah. maybe it's maybe it's not that bad. But anytime a guy is six foot six and we go, boy, you should see how hard he throws the ball. <laughs> like, does that win you games? Um, last time I checked, uh, Drew Brees throws it about 14 miles an hour, and yet he ends up with, you know, 114 quarterback rating. So, anyway... Um, it's just it's just a weird thing that it seems the NFL is really obsessed with height, but I think that they're starting to come along a little bit here. So, uh, Mike, before I let you go, always awesome stuff. Who is the best fit for the Minnesota Vikings, in your mind, that it would be a home run and it's realistic? Like, you would say, oh my gosh, they got the best player for them. I think Jalen Rager of TCU is the best right out the gate in terms of can replace what Stefan Diggs brought to the table as a deep threat. I, I think he has that speed and that downfield ability. You're not going to replace this whole route three right away. You're not going to replace that. But you just need the speed there. Like if you just have Adam Thielen and then, you know, old BC Johnson, you're not going to threaten teams deep. That, that sort of mm-hmm. that downfield threat, teams are just going to squat on. And, and that's not where Thielen really wins necessarily quite like Diggs did. Thielen right. wins at the intermediate level. Teams are going to squat on that. And teams aren't going to respect you know, going down the football field if you don't have that speed. So I do think Jalen Rager, TCU, uh, he brings that to the table immediately if that you just need in that offense. All right, Mike. Well, your coverage has been outstanding. I have been binging on the two for one podcast, which is you and Austin Gale. And uh, go to pff.com. You get the draft guide, which is incredibly detailed and, and fascinating. So awesome stuff and uh, really happy for you guys. We're almost there, Mike. We're getting there. I know. I can't wait. It's going to be exciting. Thanks for having me on now. Yep. We'll talk to you again, Mike. Thanks. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton. Motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.